everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore. In this episode, Will sits down with special guest speaker and ICF certified life coach, Kelsey Kenry, to discuss hitting their rock bottoms and the steps they both took to change their mindset and to ultimately grow and overcome them. It's time to start firing on all cylinders. Let's go. Hey there. Hi. How are you? Good. How Welcome. are you? How are you doing in this time of crazy quarantining? Um, it's surprisingly I'm okay. It's not like a huge shift from my regular like work schedule since I work from home already. Um, but it is a little bit challenging because I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So my three-year-old was in preschool and is now home with us. So yeah, that's a whole new level of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can completely empathize with you. Fortunately for me, I am not somebody who has to deal with that brunt. Um, I yeah. see my kids in the morning. I get my cuddle and, and, and time with them, which is actually awesome. I love yeah. it. I didn't used to it when they were in school. Uh, yeah. And then my wife is basically bearing the brunt of the mm. taking care of the kids all day. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, you're a mom. We've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old, so or but 11 now, yeah. So similar. So there's, there's super, super sweet moments. And then there's super, super bitter moments. But one thing I always yes. say, without the bitter, the sweet ain't as sweet, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my son will be four in June and my daughter will be two in August. So oh, nice. yeah, it's definitely, uh, it, there's challenges with every age, I feel like. But yeah, it's funny because, so my husband has um, his own company as well. But luckily, since we both own our own places, we kind of created the shift. And so we're kind of in the opposite position to where, Basically, my husband is like he has both of them right now. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's a little Mr. Mom action. Never heard anybody right. I've been trying to. So, my wife wants, she's like, I just want 20, 30 minutes a day. So, this morning, yeah. she went for a run, and I think that helps her sanity. I'm like, yes, when I'm having my coffee or if I'm up in the shower with I bring yeah. the kids, and it works out great. Um, because she's actually normally, she's a, a Chicago public school uh, work physical okay. therapist. So, she's used uh-huh. to being around kids all day. Um, but so this is obviously very interesting for everybody. Anyways, we could go on and on about quarantine. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I'll tie into some of the stuff we're talking about. But Kelsey, welcome. Kelsey, is it Cohen Reich? Rick? <laughs> so it's actually, you would have never guessed this, but it's actually Ken Rye. So Ken like the doll, Rye like the bread. Thank so, you for correcting me. Yeah. No, when I met my husband, it was like one of the first questions that I asked. I was like, I'm not even going to attempt this. Just tell me like. <laughs> That's hilarious. That reminds me, when I got married, uh, when I met my wife, very first night I met her, true story, I actually put, I put her number in my phone as Meg, future wife. And I just, you know, oh, some, wow. I mean, all right, it's one of those cheesy, like, does that really happen? Yeah. Um, uh, and so, but I did. And she actually told me later, admitted that she asked me my last name. And the reason she asked my last name is she wanted to see how it sounded with hers. 
so that's kind of funny. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm a big believer in like knowing when it's your person. So right, right. Um, so well, I, I want to talk about kind of so people familiar with me and my story know that my journey's been quite a long one. Um, the, to to sum it up for people that don't, I hit my rock bottom my freshman year of college. I had a very rocky childhood. No pun intended. My name actually was Rocky. I was born to two hippie parents. And I lived in California the first few years of my life. Then I moved in Honolulu, Hawaii. I had hair down to my shoulders. I wore overalls. Uh, we lived in, my sister lived in a van. We actually upgraded to a Roach Motel when I was uh, a little kid. So it was, it was interesting. Wow. And I was an outsider. We lived in kind of the ghetto of Hawaii. People were like, what? There's a ghetto in Hawaii? Yes, there's, there's, there's bad areas everywhere. And when I say bad, nothing wrong with these people. They're just, it's lower income yeah. and, you know, there's more crime. Um, and so we were actually the only white kids in our school. And so we, they called us these, the Howleys and we were these white kind of outsiders. And so flash forward and we moved to DC, Bethesda, Maryland. And then by the time I got to college, I kind of hit my rock bottom. And that's when I began the recreation of my journey and started all this stuff. I built myself up as a successful entrepreneur. And now I'm realizing that's not what it's about in terms of just one core. It's about five. It's not just your career and your finances. It's about your whole life. And yeah. so now I'm interviewing interesting people such as yourself to find out how they're living the five core life and talking about their stories. So please let us tell us about your, I know you hit a rock bottom as well or had a tough time. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So not too, not too off from your story. Um, my childhood was different. Like I think that um, a lot of us, and this is happens when I talk to a lot of clients, a lot of us tend to normalize things that that really are childhood trauma, right? Like you're just like, oh, that's just a thing that happened. And right. So, you know, we, we normalize that and it ends up kind of, it manifests in different ways for everybody. And so right. um, I didn't look at my childhood or the experience that I, the experiences that I went through as really trauma. It was just kind of like they were what they were as far as these are difficulties and this is kind of like this is what my life is um but long story short i basically just kind of started down this path um in my early teen years um with uh like a lot of experimentation and that included in a lot of different ways so um drugs alcohol sex just everything that i could in different ways um trying to get attention find like what am i doing here um, and I ended up, um, I was, I was, my virginity was, was taken from me. I was raped when I was 14. Um, and from there, that was kind of the first step into the spiral, I call it to where, um, everything just kind of progressed. So there's, I think in, in a lot of cases of rape, people tend to go one of two ways. It's either they seclude, um, or they go the opposite way. And I went the opposite way to where it was like, I found that using my body, like this is the only thing that I'm good for kind of thing. Um, and so that coupled with drugs and alcohol for numbing was basically my path. And that was about 10 years. And within, um, within those 10 years, I was arrested three times. And um, my third arrest was my rock bottom. And my third arrest, I woke up in um, a suicide smock in the medical unit of a cell. And I, you know, had obviously said that I was going to take my life. So they put me in there. And I remember very vividly just looking like in, I don't know if you've ever been to jail, but <laughs> it's not a nice place to be. No. 
It's not. Uh, I have. It's not a nice place to be. <laughs> that was part of my rock bottom experience too. So trust me, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And so um, just like the dirty kind of like filmy mirror. And it was interesting because I had contacts at the time and they were fuzzy from me crying as well. And so it was just like this very hazy thing. But like, I remember like centering in on my eyes and just like the glimmer of hope was like, I still want to live. And so right. like, I knew if I continued on the path that I was on that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be alive much longer. Um, and so that was, you know, that was my rock bottom. That was my choice of change. And it was really, really hard because I think that that was the first time that I realized that I couldn't have both. I couldn't have my friendships and my lifestyle and go in this new path. And I think that's what scared me the most was I'm going to have to let all of this go and just like start completely over, which was terrifying. Um, for sure. So yeah, but that was, that was the turning point for me. Wow. That's so, that's so, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Clearly you've, you've come a long way in your life. I don't know if you're like me, but for the first um, many years, I was ashamed of my childhood and my rock bottom and I did not talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of like, that was just a, a past that I just wanted to forget. And that's actually like the worst thing you can do for yourself. It's okay. so, as, as I'm sure, did you go through something kind of similar where it took you a little while to sort of be able to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, there was steps. And so a, a lot of that involved, you know, guidance, which is another thing that I talk about a lot is that like, we're all very capable, but sometimes we need the right hand to hold, right? Somebody that can that's been there before. So for me, that was therapy. And that was actually a life coaching experience that I went through to where I got to break things down. We actually went through birth through seven, seven through 14, 14 to 21. What happened? How does that relate to, to the choices that you're making now? And getting that eye-opening experience for me was, I think, when I started to kind of conquer piece by piece, and as I spoke things out loud, I realized that these experiences for me could be, um, could be very powerful. And that if, by keeping them to myself, I think that it was a disservice because I've always felt this type of like leadership within myself. But I didn't, you know, when you're numbing everything, it's like, what, what direction do you really know what you're going in, right? Um, and right. so, you know, I think that it, that was kind of the first piece was speaking it, you know, through therapy. And then it was like, okay. And I think the last piece of it was actually the sexual piece. That was where I held the most shame because as women, you know, like, right. we're not even supposed to talk about sex, right? It's not something that, that people feel comfortable saying. Right. And so for me to openly say, especially on a, a, on a platform of right. thousands of people, like, I use my body in this way. But again, it's just something else that, you know, that I can relate to people with that, that for me, I think that what brings a lot of power and a lot of difference to my coaching for people is that I'm somebody that's like, I've been there and I understand you versus do A, B, and C. Like we have to totally. do both kind of thing. Listen, I, I'm a huge, huge component of what you just said in terms of, you know, it's one of my pet peeves actually. Um, there's just so many people out there um, and look, and I want to preface this with nobody's an expert on life like right. we're always continue and anybody says there are and they're willing to sell to you for 9.99 you need to to go in the other direction we're all on this continual journey and anybody that's smart enough to say i'm growing and learning every day i don't have it all figured out i'm just trying to become the best version of myself and help 
And then once they kind of start to evolve, then they realize, well, wait, I want to help others do the same. That's when it gets yeah. fun. And that's when it gets cool. Because, right, it starts with yourself, right? Right. It's like you always hear about giving back and charity. And that's actually one of my, my cores. The fifth core is giving is emotional health and giving back. Mm -hmm. But to me, the giving back side, it's okay to sort of focus on yourself first if you feel like you're broken. And, and to yeah. do that. No, that's it. beautiful. And I agree. And I think that that's the thing is, and that's a lot of, of a similar thing that I talk about with my coaching is like, you can't live the life that you were meant for if you don't get the tools that you need to own your story fully to be able to like you can't you have to have that solid foundation to build on which is like what my coaching is it's a foundational building experience that's what Love i call that. it so it's all about that solid foundation because people are trying to build on things while they're covering a bunch of stuff up and we can't we can't we can't move forward withholding all that shame that's such a that's such a great point right and it's like as I was saying earlier, like my pet peeve when people, you know, they don't really have had, and, and it's okay if you haven't had like a rock bottom, not everybody has to have a yeah. rock bottom experience or whatever, but it, I do think you have to have been through a, a, a significant change in your life where you saw things one way and then you start to see them another way and you just have this like unbelievably soul filling passion that you just want to share that with people yeah. and help them to become, yeah. you know, themselves. And it's funny, I hear you talking. I'm guessing there's there's zero shame now when you talk about your past, right? <laughs> Just as when I talk about my past, there's zero shame. And it's amazing that I went from A to B to the point where I could get there to where, and I, I don't, and you tell me if you feel the same, that, you know, it's like, not only do I not feel shame, but I'm proud of it because I used that as something to, to you know, that was an experience that we all have them and I used it to build and grow and to become who I am. And yeah. I'm so proud that I was able to push through and get through that. Do you feel that way as well? Yeah, no, 100%. And like a lot of the time that I say is like turning our failures into lessons, you know, using our failures as experiences. Like there's always something that we can draw from them. And for me, that's just a perspective change. Like when we look back on our past to the things we might be ashamed of, like there was a reason why you went through that. So there's something that was there for you that maybe you're not seeing yet. Great point. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit more about what you're, you said you're coaching. Why don't you tell, tell the world a little bit more about what you're doing and how you're using your this past experiences to now grow, continually grow as a person and help others. Sure. Uh, so my, my uh, flow of my job has been kind of funny because I actually started in the fitness industry. So uh, I'm kind of tacking on to that end of my rock bottom within therapy and life coaching, I had always struggled with my body image and I was overweight. And so um, from that point, I feel like that when I opened the mental pieces, it finally allowed me to see like my worth and my value. And so that led to me finally pursuing and being consistent with physical activity. So I went into, um, I started losing weight, had like an original weight loss journey of like 50 pounds. And there was people that were just asking me, you know, what are you doing? Because of course, women, right? Um, that's, that's what they seek. And How'd so, you do it? What diet, yeah, what exactly. diet fat are so, you yeah. So it became something to where I would like bring a couple friends with me to the gym. And then I actually met my husband, like as a side story, we met on match.com, but then ended up seeing each other at a gym while, while we were still in talks and we didn't know it was each other first. Very weird. But that's cool. Um, that's a cool story. 
So, I love yeah, hearing so people's then, how they met stories. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I had like sent him a message and said, where do you work? And then that day we saw each other at the gym and he wrote me back and was like, I work here. And then I was like, are you the oh, guy he worked at the gym? Table? Yeah, are you the guy that was sitting at the table? And he's like, oh my God, you're the girl with the tattoo. Like so funny, but yeah. <laughs> um, love so it. it started that way and I would just bring some friends with me to the gym and it was like, oh, this is cool. Like I like showing people something that makes them feel good. And so it right. just kind of spiraled from there and I went into competing um, I competed in figure um, and in powerlifting simultaneously so I was one of the first women who was a dual athlete competing in strength and physique wow. sport um, so I won my pro card in figure in 2013 I did a pro pro season in 2015 and yep. then um, I got pregnant in 2015 had my my son in 2016 and from there, it was kind of an eye-opening experience because it made me actually realize how much I clung to that competitive aspect of fitness. And so there was a period to where I was a little bit lost. And I think that sparked something in me um, to where my heart kind of went to women and, and mothers specifically and women that want to become mothers. So it's like that kind of turned into, I realized in the fitness side of things, what was happening is people are coming to me, lose weight, change their bodies. But in that, like I was one of the first people that started asking outside about like environmental questions, like what's going on with your stress? Are you anxious? Are you overwhelmed? Like, how are you sleeping? Like these little questions and those questions developed into better relationships with my clients. And I found that that's where my heart was, was in those conversations. So that led to kind of the life coaching piece. Um, and I was like, I'm kind of already doing this. So then I went to life coaching school and um, basically have transitioned my business to where now it's pure personal development. And then I have a foundational building program to where I have five anchors within that. And one of them is physical. So I'm still talking about movement and nutrition and sleep, but on a smaller level and more as an added component to like if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be consistent with it. Like I can give you any workout or any, like tell you to eat whatever, but if you don't deal with what's underneath, you're not going to be consistent anyways. Um, so yeah, but that's kind of what it rolled into and that's where I'm at now. So I'm, uh, I coach people one-on-one. -on -one. I just launched a, a group coaching program, which is called the Bravehearted Collective. And it's really cool. It sold out in 11 days. I was no really about that. Wow, um, and congrats. then I'm in the process of writing my first book. So lots of things. God, that's so, you, we, it's not, we have so many parallels. So this is like the perfect interview. Um, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm writing a book too. So my, my rock bottom was way back the 25 years ago. I literally, I'm this like crazy note taker. I always have been. I still am. Yeah. People are always like, is he on this phone? And I'll be like, no, I, I'm sorry. And I try not to do it around others. But when I, when I get a flash of inspiration or I call them total truths. Like, so my whole like, I have this insatiable thirst to find out the universal truths of uh -huh. the universe that have been around since the beginning of time and will be around till the end. I, yeah. I want to like combine all these into a book that's simple to understand. And I also have my five cores. I don't want to talk about more about your five uh, pillars or, or what you call them. Um, but it's sort of like, okay, in each of these main areas of your life, there's these truths and don't worry about the other stuff. It's so easy to get caught up. There's a million things coming at us in, million, in all these different directions. We've got media, TV, our parents, school, peers, all this. And it's like, what really matters is what has been proven over time. And 
principles that you can take action on every day that are going to become habits so that you're actually building momentum and not even really thinking about it. They're working yeah. for instead of against you. And most of us, as I'm sure you found in your, in your journey, have, are, are, have these negative ideas and our brain's working against us and we're building negative momentum every day and we're taking actions that are hurting us. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit in our years about what it is that you're actually, the, these five pillars and, and how you discovered, or, or excuse me, what did you call them? The five? Five anchors. Anchors, I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what they are and, and how they kind of work together. Yeah, so basically like what the program looks like since its foundation, I literally, it's so funny because I came up with this because I was trying to think of a way to organize like what I was doing better, right? And so I've always talked about building a solid foundation and I literally just Googled one day like the steps to building a foundation, right? And it was so crazy because the first thing was like, pick a site. So that was like, oh, that's choosing yourself. Cause that's the first thing I go through is prioritizing yourself, your self-worth, seeing your value. Yep. And then it was like all these steps, but within that, I was like, I need to incorporate um, the, the five anchors, which is sealing your footings is what it was called in the foundation. And so it's physical, intellectual, social, spiritual, and then emotional. Um, and so I talk about different pieces of these because I feel like, and it goes along with what you were just saying about having habits in each area that are, that you're secure with that provide stability and security for you. Um, because a lot of us, like we can be really great in one area and then there's like something that an area we're not paying attention to, which is usually that part that aligns with the shame, right? Exactly. And so it's like, in order for us to be like wholeheartedly, like moving in the direction of our purpose, I believe that we need to have different habits and what those habits look like are different for everybody. Like specifically in the, in the um, physical anchor, like I said, we're talking about nutrition, we're talking about movement, we're talking about sleep, and we're talking about body positivity. So it's like, different things from different levels but it's like all of these things are important in some way and while it may your your sleep may look different from somebody else like simple things yes creating simple habits like nighttime routines for people or like morning routines like that can change somebody's life like you, you don't realize and everybody thinks that it has to be like this big shift and like you have to change everything and it's like what what's realistic is exactly what you said about building momentum like you have to take a step and then you build on that step and so for some 100%. people like getting Absolutely. up five minutes earlier to do gratitude and like just proving the biggest thing to me is is the proving to yourself that you can actually show up right the proving to yourself that you can finally keep a promise to yourself right no, I love that. And right, it's it's about, I, I use the word commitments and I, my first core is mindset and it ties into that. It's like, if you don't have your mindset going, the others kind of all fall apart. Your mindset, it's your attitude, your confidence, your, your uh, perception on the world. And you've got to make, it's about to build that part of it. It's about making commitments to yourself and sticking to them. Yeah. And when you're able to do that, you start to gain confidence within you and you start to actually see the world differently. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I saw things this way and I'm forcing myself to do it a different way because I know that's a principle that will help me. And now I'm starting to actually see things a little differently. And then it's like this cannonball and it springboards and the momentum just plays off itself and it yes. spreads like the ripple effect. And it, so I the way I do it, it's, it's these five, you've got your five cores. 
and they're each a cylinder of like your rocket. And so I'm actually developing uh, developing an app as well that will help you kind of gamify the experience and make it fun. I love so that it. When you're leveling up on screen, you're actually leveling up in real life as well. You're going to different planets, galaxies, you're meeting strange aliens, you're, you're earning, it. gaining this momentum. And so, you know, the gist is like you were just saying, you, they've got to work together. You can't just focus on one. You've got to find balance because so many of us, you know, and it's great if you can. So a lot of people don't fire on any. So I call it fire on, firing on all cylinders. But if you can, yeah. folk, you know, career and finances is one a lot of us are guilty of. We just, we put too much into that. And while it's important and it's a front-loaded thing to where, like, you should in the beginning at least, when you're, especially if you're an entrepreneur starting your own business, we all know it takes a lot. Right. But you have to schedule time for your friends, for your family, for your significant yeah. others. You have to find time to work out. You have to make time for your emotional health and make sure you're not in the weeds constantly, but you know what you're passionate about and you're expressing those things on a regular basis and you're enjoying life. You have to find time to give back, right? So all these things play together. And for me, when I sold my business and it was financially a successful venture, and so from the traditional he was successful is ironically when I realized the definition of success, it has nothing to do. I shouldn't say nothing. It has one fifth to do with career and finances because that is a yeah. piece of it, but it's really, it's about becoming an entrepreneur of your life. And what is the most important business that you'll ever run? It's your life. And just like you have, you know, marketing, human resources, accounting in a business, you've got to treat your life the same way. And it's these cores for you. It's these anchors, right? And you've got to make sure that you are, cultivating them, building upon them, developing the right habits, building the momentum so that you can be your happiest and best version of yourself. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's the thing is another important thing that people don't realize is when you have, when you're too heavily focused and lacking in other areas, it's gonna show up in that area eventually. Like if you neglect your physical health, it shows up in your emotional health, right? Like that's that's the truth of it. And so they call, they, like you said, they all work together and so they're yeah. overlapping and while they're separate, they're still intertwined. Absolutely. And right. And, and another thing that you mentioned earlier that I want to just briefly touch on is how you got to take one step at a time. And if you try to do everything at once, it's in our nature to want to do that. But then when we do that, that's one of those other universal principles I've, I've discovered. You will fail because what's going to happen is you're going to get super excited. And you'll be like, it's just like New Year's, right? Everybody's like, okay, New Year, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to be in the best shape and I'm going to be confident and I'm going to do this and do that. And then they go to the gym like really hard one day and they do like a meditation exercise or whatever. And then the next day they forget and they're like, ah, oh, well. I'm too sore. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right. The next day they're walking around like a dinosaur. <laughs> like yeah. And then it's all over, right? And so right. the key is just baby steps. Use the law of compounding. Compounding is basically, you know, in, in finance, it's a, a good analogy is if you had a, a dollar a day, would you rather have a dollar a day for 30 double for 30 days or would you rather have a million dollars and yeah, you know just yeah. brief, have, you read, have you read atomic habits oh i love atomic habits by james oh, clear i just i just finished it on sunday it's literally in my top five like it what is an incredible book i'm right there with you it's it's actually one of my top three even maybe and i've yeah, read a lot incredible. a lot of books it's it's an amazing book so definitely recommend that Right. And so it's that compounding, right? So most people say, oh, just really quickly, I'll choose the million bucks. Of course, a dollar a day. But a dollar a day doubled actually ends up being like something like $12 million. Um, don't quote me on that. Maybe it's $6 million, But point is, it's a We're lot more. <laughs> right. And, and that's just the same way your life works. You've got to build yeah. one step at a time. Don't try to overdo it. And once you build that habit, 
then it's formed and then you can kind of put it over here because you don't really have to work worry about it right it's now a success i call them success versus failure habits and now it's a success habit working for you helping your momentum and now you can move over to something else that you want to work on yeah yeah no it's it's a good point because it becomes like it becomes like mindless at a certain point like people always ask me they're like how do you get up at, at 5 a.m. and train every day? And I'm like, I don't see myself as an option. And so there's not, there's probably like every morning, like there's rarely a morning when my alarm goes off at five that I'm like, all right, let's do this. Here we go. Like, I'm like, oh no. But it's like, I get up anyways, because it's like, that's what I do. That's who I am. It's become a habit. And it, yeah. it's, 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 it's just, it's part of your natural biorhythm. And right, even though you may have that like for a split second, this sucks. I guarantee you, as soon as you start getting, you know, you shift into that mode, you're like, oh, my God, I'm doing this. And oh, it's like yeah. a million yeah. times better than that yeah. sleeping in would have been. I, and I said that to a client yesterday. I was like, nobody ever does a workout that they regret doing. Like, you might, like, be sore the other day and you're like, oh, shit, like, I went too hard or something like that. But it's like, nobody ever is like, oh, I really shouldn't have worked out. Like, or at the end of a workout, it's like that endorphin rush. Like, right. There's no, you know, it's funny, even though it's a cheesy saying, I think that Weight Watchers hit it on the head. Um, Saturday Night Live made a parody of it one time. Their, their, their motto is nothing feels as, nothing tastes as good as being thin feels. And, you know, obviously that's taking that literally, you're like, what? But the, to yeah, me, what that's saying that is, you know, if you're able to push yourself a little bit harder and do the things that I call them the 95 percenters versus the five percenters that the majority of the people wouldn't do. And then you're able to do it. Like there is no better feeling like, yeah, it's so easy to grab that piece of chocolate. It's so easy to just say, oh, I'm going to skip the gym today. But then yeah. when you do it, there's nothing sweeter. Yeah. And I think too, it all goes back to, and this is, you know, just a big part of my nutrition philosophy is that like everything in balance, right? Like we, any of these areas, we can go far extreme and it's like, there's, there has to be rest and there has to be recovery and there has to be, we, my husband reviews junk food. Like we are big junk food fans. He owns a cookie company. Like we eat sweets and we eat dessert, but we also eat meat and vegetables. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad you just said that because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. A healthy yeah. lifestyle and right. Physical health is one of my cores. And I talk about similar things in your anchor, I'm sure, which are, you know, your nutrition, your, your working, your physical working out, moving, yeah. um, your, your sleep. And again, for everything, when I mentioned earlier, I want to be clear, like when you, you, yes, you have these universal principles and truths, such as you need to eat well, you need to, you know, but it's different for everybody. Everybody's going to have yes. their own things. Like certain things taste better to me that are healthy than they, they do my wife. Right. So we have, yeah different healthy snacks that we eat. And going back to what you just said, like you can splurge as long as you are overall burning calories and you're moving and you're working, you know, right. yes, you can have stuff that you want to eat, right? You, right? Your body will right. tell you, uh oh, I'm eating a little bit too more, much more calories than I am working off. So maybe I need to shift a little bit. Yeah, my, I've always, I've always like that 80, 20 rule for nutrition, like 80% foods that are micronutrient dense, that feel good, that help you to perform well, and 20% fun foods, anything that you enjoy. Um, I like that. Because it, it's just, it's simple. And like, again, you know, there's the whole macronutrient counting and like that, that whole craze. And it's like people, you can eat like pop tarts and protein shakes. And that's not like the food that your body needs. Like, again, we go back to the, the point of balance. And it, it, it goes in every area. It's like, you know, if you go too far with your career, you're pulling away from your family. It's like, you have to find what your balance looks like for you. And that's every area.
I love that. Well, we're running out of time here. Thank, this has been so great. Like you are yeah. awesome. And I really appreciate you spending a little time with me and sharing some wisdom with the viewers. I think I did see one comment. Somebody asked, what's the name of the book? So you're writing a book. What was the name of the book you're writing? Oh, they might've been asking about Atomic Habits was the one we were talking about. Oh, okay. About, yeah, I see that again. Yes, my book Atomic doesn't have Habits. the title yet. It's, I'm still writing it. So it's, a, it's an adventure, but Same it's a me. good, yep. I like telling my book story because it's something that I said I was going to do for so many years. Like we all have that thing, right? Oh, and God. for me, it took me going and hiring somebody to help me. And it's a good example of like how we all need that intellectual anchor to where it's like consistent learning and consistent guidance from somewhere. Love that. Love that. That's 1000% correct. And um, why don't we just leave it here with, why don't you tell us where we can find more information on you, your Instagram sure. handle, your website. Sure. Um, okay. So you can find me at KelseyKenry.com. It's K-E-L-S-E-A. K-O-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. Um, it's also KelseyKenry.com. I also have a podcast, which is called The Bravehearted Podcast. Nice. Um, and, and a book club, The Bravehearted Book Club. So you can check those out. Our podcast is really cool because it's a mix of me and my co-host, Mindy. We talk about kind of some more difficult subjects that, like, some people don't talk about, just like... Last week, we had an interview with um, a sex coach and a, a family therapist, and we talked about owning your sexual story. And we also talked about infidelity um, in relationships because she is um, a big, um, she's a big, what's the word I want to use here? She works, she works with couples to bring them back from that. So um, it was a very, very cool interview, probably my favorite episode. So that was, we're only 19 episodes in. We're new. We just uh, released in January, but we have new episodes every Thursday and we try to cover topics. I'm writing this down. I love it. Relevant. So um, the one coming out this week is actually about scarcity and the fear-based mindset. So um, yeah, but those are, and I'm, I hang out mostly on Instagram. So I, also, I have a Facebook community that's the Bravehearted community as nice. well that I try to put free content in. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing yes. some of your journey. And I want to maybe, we, I feel like there's more to cover with you. Yeah. Um, there's sure. so much we could talk about. And this, is, yeah. this has been a really great interview and we're gelling and we're vibing. So I want to circle back. So if you're okay with it, I'd like to, yeah, totally. to have another interview with you. Um, and yeah, you know where you can find her. And remember, always spot core life and www.moremomentum, M-O-O-R-E, momentum.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you soon. All right, thanks for having me. Email me, and we'll hook up again. Yeah, perfect, we'll do. All right, bye. Okay, thanks. Get moving, build momentum, join the movement. Go to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five cores.